What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Turn Me On. This week, Jeremy and I speak with Anna. Now, Anna Key is the founder of Figure of A. This is an accessory brand based out of London, UK. And from her own experiences in the kink and fetish communities, as well as her background in design, Anna produces beautiful shibari bondage pieces for in or outside the dungeon. She's also an ambassador for Joy Club, which you'll hear a little bit more about uh, in this week's episode. Uh, she's well-traveled in the world of erotic events. And in this conversation, Jeremy and I chat with Anna about the feeling of being tied up and suspended and how rope bondage can deepen intimacy and connection. Check out Figure of A for Anna's work and uh, have a great time listening to this conversation. We absolutely loved it. We love you and we'll see you on the other side. Well, I, uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. We're going to be talking about a bunch of fun stuff. Stuff um, that you really like. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about, we'll definitely dive into like knots and rope. Right. At some point. <laughs> uh, and we're going to be talking about um, a online sex positive community that I'm actually, I'm, I'm not aware of. So I've never really heard of it before. Very curious. Really excited to kind of dive into that. Um, but we're joined by our guest today, Anna. Anna, hello. All the way from, are you in London? Yes, I am. Uh, unfortunately, it's very gray here, but we are anticipating spring. Yes, I'm, uh, I live in London and I love it here. So the best city in the world. 
It is a pretty lovely city. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've only been there once and I felt at home when I was there. What part of London? Uh, I'm in South London. Okay. That's where I live, but okay. um, I'm all over the place. <laughs> and Anna, where are, you, where are you originally from? You don't sound like you have a London accent. No, I'm not British. <laughs> I was <laughs> born in uh, Russia. And then my parents uh, moved with me as a small child to Germany, where I grew up, went cool. to uni, to school, etc. And after university, I made the big jump and came to the UK Very to cool. study okay. and to just, I was curious. I wanted something different. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you mentioned school in Ger- or university in Germany and then going to the UK to study. I'd love to hear what your studies involve and if they play a part at all in what you're doing now with, um, with your work with, with rope. Yes, absolutely. I studied graphic design, but oh. I've always been very artistic. I, I used to paint. Uh, I love art and creating and designing. So uh, despite even my studies are not exactly what I'm doing today, but they helped me massively on my, on establishing my business. So I'm very, um, I'm fluent in Photoshop and all the graphic softwares. I know how to create a corporate identity. I know how to do graphics. I, yeah, it taught me lots of things, which are extremely useful nowadays. Mm. Yeah. And so I guess this is kind of a, this, I guess this is like a fun way to dive into what it is that you do now, but with a, with a background in design, um, it makes a lot of sense now that I look at your website. So we're, you are the founder of figure of a, yes. um, which is, um, tell us about figure of a, what, it, what is figure of a in your words? Um, it's an accessories brand, which is inspired by Shibari Robondage. So it's shibari to wear, basically. Mm. These are um, pieces, wearable pieces, which are tied and made from rope. And they are based on traditional shibari bondage, uh, as if you would tie up people. But it it is a wearable piece. Um, It's for decoration and accessory and adornment. And it's um, beautifully designed and handmade by me in my studio in London. Oh, wow. And they are super beautiful. Like, I love I'm, that they're made to wear. Yeah. I'm on the website right now. It's figureofa.com. Yes. And they're like, it is very, uh, th- like the pieces that I see right off the bat, you know, you have a self-tie full body harness. You've got a self-tie torso harness. Um, you've got a Megami choker with detachable self-tie harness. And like, these are, they're very beautiful like they're very beautifully designed harnesses made out of rope that you know look pretty simple to put on i mean i don't know may, maybe are the, they simple m- to put maybe on? the full body harness I, I i might be a little confused as to how to jump into that right off the bat because my lady in waiting is i like doesn't zip me up every day but these are like they are really beautiful and i mean you know the website everything about it's really really gorgeous but um it looks, it's very sexy. Like it's, it is, you've done a really, you've done a really great job for people like for our listeners who, who maybe aren't familiar with, with Shibari. Um, can you give us a little bit of insight? Like what is Shibari? What, like, and how did you, how did you get into the art of Shibari or, or, you know, become interested in that art? Oh, uh, Shibari has a very long history. It's originates from Japan 
um, from martial arts. Uh, it was used to uh, capture prisoners in a quick way. <laughs> and then it became uh, erotic. It was uh, part of porn in last century. And nowadays it's becoming, uh, it became a, a wild use practice um, for in fetish, in the mm. fetish world and kink world. And it's, it's, yeah, it's practiced by lots of people all over the world. Um, and it's very popular and it's a beautiful thing. It's very connective and um, it, I love it. <laughs> How did you how did you get introduced to the the oh. like art of shibari? What was that transition uh, fe- for you? On the fetish scene, I saw people tying up each other. Um and then I've been asked by a friend to model for him at in a the course, in a class. And I came along, I had no idea, and uh he tied me in all these various poses. Um the class was taught by a great teacher from Japan as well. Um, and that's what sparked my interest. And I thought, oh my God, it feels amazing. And um, it looks beautiful. And I want to learn it. I want to be capable of doing that myself. Mm. So I started practicing myself. And after several years, um, yeah, I got quite good at it. So it's a constant learning mm-hmm. and, and studying. And then my idea for the brand was born as well, because I was at some kind of crossroads roads in my life where I wanted to start my own business and I was ready for it. And this idea just fell into my lap. And um, yes, and now since seven years from then, here I am. Mm -hmm. It's it's going well. I'm happy with what I have created. It's a small brand, but my customers are real fans Mm -hmm. and I'm doing something for the community. And that Mm. makes me happy. I would love to know about and and just kind of like to dig in a little bit more about that that first experience you had with Shibari. You know, you go into it, you have no idea what you're in for, and um, and then you you get tied up by by a friend of yours at this at this uh, event. And one of the things that you you had said there was that it felt great, and I I totally get it. I mean, you know, it was years ago we had we had somebody on who specialized in shibari and they they like I I got tied in 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 like a a sort of hip harness and I was like, "Wow, this feels really nice." But there's some there's some photos from, you know, of like shibari art that are really intricate and like people in these, you know, whether they're like whether they're um like da- like dangling, what's the word? Not dangling, but like um Suspended. Suspended. Thank you. <laughs> dangling. <laughs> Whether they're just dangling <laughs> like a chandelier. Uh, suspended. Where they're suspended or like, you know, their arms are tied behind their back with their, like with one leg that, with the heel that's attached behind their back. And like some of it looks really, um, I feel like some people who who maybe have never done Shabarni in, in their life might look at some of that and go, wow, that looks really uncomfortable. So can you, can you talk to us about like why it feels so great and like, how it feels great to be tied up in in these really intricate shapes sometimes? Mm, It's a sort of escapism because we normally don't get to be bundled up (laughs) and tied up in a shape like that. Mm -hmm. And also it must not be so complicated and overstretched. Not everyone is as flexible and that's completely fine. Um, I would describe being tied up, it's like being hugged. Hugged dearly and and intensively, with um, 
yeah experience with someone who you trust and who you like mm. and it could be a beautiful feeling you have to let go of your worries and it's a situation where you find yourself where you can forget everything else around you and uh, it doesn't happen very often so I... um it does border pain sometimes if you're suspended in this crazy pose upside down of course it hurts but if it's tied in a safe way there shouldn't be any damage and it should release um, other emotions and um say it's something like a sadomasochistic experience mm. where people feel happy while experience discomfort and light pain mm. Mm. That's a that's a beautiful description of it. Absolutely, the, the feeling of being hugged deeply yes. is like that is a very um, that resonates. That's really that's really nice. I like that. I really like the depiction of it being uh, being like obviously, like you said, a lot of times this shows up in the fetish um, realm, but even you know even when. Um, the lovely thing about the fetish realm is like it's it's not always about sex it's like these enhanced feelings these like feelings mm -hmm. that come when we're really vulnerable and we're doing things that we don't do in our nor like everyday pedestrian lives out there and so i really love it depicted as like a way of enhancing intimacy <laughs> with someone that you you have to trust to let them mm -hmm. put you in that mm -hmm position right and mm -hmm. so it's a lovely way to express trust as well with someone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. true thank you for sharing that there's also something i mean I, I the one of my favorite parts of of rope play is when it's all over the markings that the, the rope leaves there's something about that that is like it's like this temporary tattoo on your body that is like it's really beautiful like it's a really cool I don't know why, but I'm just like, I'm so drawn to it. The, the, the sort of the, the aftermath of the rope burn. It's not rope burn. No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, like, impression. it's the compression. Mm, yeah. It's like this, impression. like indent, it, this impression, this indentation of the rope uh, on the skin. It looks really neat. I like it. Yes, that's true. Rope marks can be beautiful <laughs> and they don't last forever. And maybe that's the beauty of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like wasabi, <laughs> you know? Wasabi. Nice and hot, packs a punch, Very. but goes away real quick. <laughs> Would you say that, like, most do you, do you participate in, like, fashion shows and whatnot with the, your work? Like, where where's your clientele find you? Like, how are you discoverable and, and who's finding you? Mm, I would say most people who are my customers or, or who are interested in my work are from the fetish scene mm. or the king community because... They just uh, understand what bondage is. They're not shocked by it. They're curious and they want to find out more and they want to wear it when they, want, when they go out at the party. So these are my, um, my biggest group of, of clients. However, there are other people who maybe never heard of it, but they saw my work in a store. I am represented by a few boutiques and online stores um, in the world. So... Um, I would love to achieve some more. Um, I would like people to find out about Shibari and um, don't be scared of it and don't think of it as something horribly dark and, and, 
and disgusting. Mm -hmm. I want people to to get to know about it as a beautiful practice. You got to get that shit on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm the trying. Met Gala. <laughs> yeah. The next Met Gala, just like, show up in a rope harness. I have a party I have to go to on Saturday, and I almost never go out anymore. And I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of wish I had something like this I could throw on. Just put a couple pasties on your nipples and <laughs> chuck on a chest harness. I'll but send you, could, you something. I'll, I'll take you up on that. But like I, even these, so like, let's say a chest harness mm-hmm. um, worn over like oh, a yeah. dress, yeah, totally. you know, like it gives that, mm-hmm. it gives that sort of like, you know, I, I have a bunch of, I like to wear really loose clothing. So then to like bind over mm-hmm. top of that with rope sounds like, you know what it reminds me of is when the little mermaid loses her fins and her tail and she comes out with legs and she's got rope she's got like a big sheet wrapped around with rope mm-hmm. all crisscrossed all i think i think that was a lot of people's first experience with fetishizing rope interesting interesting you know what's funny is i remember that very very fondly mm-hmm. yeah ah, do it, you remember uh, that scene <laughs> do you remember that scene in the yeah. little mermaid <laughs> yes i do i also <laughs> wanted to mention wonder woman as well. oh, right. yes. this is uh, even earlier than that this is the first public bondage um, well, presentation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did Wonder Woman have? She was she was all about like Wonder Woman was all about rope. Did, was, isn't Wonder Woman's um, her? Uh, did she get rescued from like a tied up position she, or something? But like she that? also she also uses a whip. Does she not? Tell mm. us about Wonder Woman and, and <laughs> rope. Uh, well, uh, there are lots of beautiful comics one can mm. see and. Um, Flick through where you see Wonder Woman tied up in different poses <laughs> as a damsel in distress. Right. That's what a I'm classic kind of um, fetish image, I would say. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, what are you looking up over there, Jeremy? Yeah, just looking up Wonder Woman uh, <laughs> porn. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've chatted a couple times here about we've said the thrown around the word the fetish community and um, right before we jumped on this recording uh we we're kind of chatting about what we were going to talk about today and you asked me jeremy what the um what's it called joy club what is, yeah what's what is joy, joy club, club? Yeah. and i also never he- having heard of it before said i think <laughs> it's kind of like fet life but but less less kink and more eroticism but I don't know if that's even mm. a differentiation you could make. Mm-hmm. What is what is Joy Club? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you say not many people have heard of it outside Germany because in Germany it's huge. Okay, yeah. it's been going for eighteen years, and this is how I got into King. Back then, when I was <clears throat> just turned twenty, you know, um, started experimenting, looking out for things in this world. I went on Joy Club, and I started dating, and I went to a few amazing events which literally opened my eyes and um, made me to who I am today and uh, a few years after I left for the UK and in the UK we had Fat Live, we had all sorts of websites, we had Torture Garden parties, like a lot of events and, and the big community and um, the difference between UK and Germany is that the Germans, um, they love to swing, there are a lot of swinger clubs all over Germany and um, Joy Club dominates the German market. So it, this is the website to go to. They have so many functions and they also have the biggest event calendar where everyone can look up literally everything, what's going on. So now somehow the circle closing is closest because they found me 
randomly through a friend and asked me if I want to help them to, well, to roll it out in the UK. And okay. um, which is a great idea because I think we are lacking something else. Fat life is great, but it's a little bit, I wouldn't say dated, but um, I think Joy Club is a bit fresher. It's a bit younger, um, younger in terms of, not in terms of ages, because it is not ages. It's for everybody, all ages, people of all ages are welcome. But it's just, um, I don't know, it combines the sex positive community with the kink community and the swingers community. Mm. And it's got a lot of functions, which other websites don't have, like Field, where you can only hook up with people, or Tinder. Uh, Fat Life is good for events, but Troy Club has a lot of interactive options like streaming and online events and forums and groups where people can chat and exchange themselves uh, about different topics. Huh. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And when you when you say that like um, like this was your introduction into into kink, um, was this something like was this something that you started? Was Joy Club something that you started using while you lived in uh, in Germany before you moved over to the UK? Yes, um, I did. And and what was like you know uh, what 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 sparked that interest to to hop on Joy Club and explore what that was like as a young, as a young woman? Well, it wasn't frightening. It was just very easy to get on it and people being very friendly on it. And I didn't feel threatened, even though maybe if I look back now, I should have been more careful as a young woman. Now <laughs> if I would have a daughter. I would tell her like, be careful, but you know, nothing happened. It was a great fun. I met really lovely people. I made friends. I went on a few dates um my first experience which was really um yeah 
groundbreaking. I went to a party in a castle. It was in the suburb of Frankfurt. I don't even know what it's called anymore. But a proper real medieval castle where this ice white shot style party has taken place. Uh, everyone beautifully dressed in beautiful evening wear. And uh, they had all sorts of entertainment from drinks to canapes. And then they had a slave auction happening as well. Whoa. So my date just puts me up on stage and sells me at a slave auction for like a million <laughs> of fake money. <laughs> and that was great fun. So it happened after, I can't say, but uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, we're like, we're, how old were you when you when you did this? Um, 20 something. And when you went to the party, were you, you know, like, were you, did, did you feel nervous? Were you like, was it like, like excitement from, from nerves or, or did it just feel really natural? You know, like I remember when I was like 21, 22, I don't know, like I would, I didn't really get nervous about anything when I think about it, but now I think about it as like a 35 year old man. <laughs> I'm like, man, that would give, that would, I'd be so anxious. <laughs> it's like a very, like a very different I don't know. I don't know what the what the deal is with like you know when you're younger. I guess you just kind of ignorance is bliss. You just don't give a fuck. You yeah. know, you just kind of like. I think I one's know. more reckless when one is younger. Yeah, and that's yeah. completely true. But again, I felt really safe. I felt, I felt, I felt uh, acknowledged. Finally, I could see people and meet people who are like me, mm. who also have these desires, who are kinky, who want to experience otherworldly things, not just being caught up in their everyday life. Mm. So I felt. It was natural and good. Yeah, of course, I was very excited. Was um, your was your upbringing pretty sex positive? Like when you when you were aware mm. when you began aware become aware of what your desires were or your curiosity where your curiosities lay, was that like pretty counter to your upbringing, or was that facilitated for you by being in Germany, where swinging is really maybe more accepted and more popular and all of that kind of stuff mm. that you mentioned. Yes, the Germans are pretty open. And if you would ask a German girl my age, she would probably say, oh, my parents being like sunbathing naked all her all life. That's fine. But not in my case, because my parents are Russian and I um, identify as Russian still. <laughs> and despite having moved around the world many times. Uh, so, you know, in the Soviet Union back then, sex was taboo. And mm -hmm. also any sort of king. It just didn't exist. It was everything happened behind closed doors, under the blanket, <laughs> as my mother, uh, my grandmother would say. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty, um, yeah, pretty shut to mm -hmm. public discussion, I would say. Unfortunately, I think it's damaging. I think it would be much easier if the society would allow, you know, some freedom about it people would turn out healthier healthier and happier human beings and if you look at russia now what's happening with um the anti-gay movement and mm -hmm. uh, it's just awful and i'm terrified and i'm very sorry about what's going on and mm. i'm not going back anytime soon mm -hmm. yeah that must be i mean you know as someone who's from russia to see to see that going on, which is like so, so against like your own morals and, and, you know, viewpoints of the world. It, it must be really, that must be really tough to see like your home country 
going through what it is that they're going through right now. I'm, I'm sorry that you're, you're dealing with that. Um, yes. In terms of where you live now mm-hmm. in London, what kind, like, how, first of all, how old were you when you moved to London? Um, I'm 26. 26. Okay. So how, like, I, I always, I've never been to Germany. I really want to go to Berlin one day. Um, I always picture Germany as like a very sex positive, sexy, horny place. <laughs> That's why he wants to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, but I've, I've, uh, when I think of London, uh, I, th- I think a little more proper, maybe a little more reserved, maybe a little more like, you know, um, uh, What's what's another word I'm looking for here? I'm thinking of like uh like it seems it's like the demure f- is that what is what is what no, is no demure is kind of like coy I think yeah sure right but there's that there's a bit of demure there okay okay yeah I don't know, I kind of picture of it like the financial center of sure of you know that area so a little it's stuffier like, a little stuffier yeah, is London stuffy or or is London pretty pretty horny too mm, not at all I think you're when you say stuffy, you think of uh, Buckingham Palace, but it's not uh, where, 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 where I'm hanging out. That is what I think, yeah. <laughs> no, I love London. Everyone is welcome. You can be whatever you want to be. You can express yourself. There is an event for everything, everyone and everything, for every single niche or particular fetish. But not only that, for any kind of music you want to listen to, there is something to go out to. So uh, London caters for everyone. Of course, Germany's very kinky. And lots of swinger clubs, lots of clubs in Berlin, particularly, mm-hmm. also in other cities. Um, um, yeah, I mean, they're same, same, but different. Sure. Yeah, right. Sure. Like just a, just a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, is the and I like how how is the kink community in London London like rather bustling like is it is it is there always something to do something because like here, we're from Halifax and Halifax small city it's very small like same people yep it's a small city over and over every day there's like one event like kink event that happens every few months kind of thing um, so it's it's not like there's it, there's not like there's a whole lot to do with with you know, within the like kink community here. I mean, I'm, I might be out of, I might be speaking out of turn because I'm not really that ingrained in the, yeah. in the community, but, but I, I, I feel like it's very different from a, a large metropolitan type city. Definitely. So like how, what is this, the kink community like in London? It's, it's very lovely. You could go out uh, from Monday till Sunday, every single day you would be able to find a kink event from a munch to a social, to a drinks party, to a dinner party, private party, of course, uh, and then events on the weekend, big techno dance events or a day party on Sunday, open air events, um, all sorts. It's quite, uh, there's a lot going on. Um, of course, it differs month to month and it's not all great. We are, we have lots of problems with venues shutting down, areas being gentrified, mm. um, clubs need to shut down or move, or constant venue changes changes, and that's very annoying. But despite all that, somehow people always manage to 
to reinvent themselves and put on new things. It strikes me as you're speaking about that, you know, how hard it can be for people to find community in their lives. And um, it's so neat when an online community that brings people together from all walks of life because of a common interest, also programs like social gatherings that have maybe nothing to do with like engaging in fetish or kink activities, but just like getting together with community with like-minded community members. Um, I'm wondering if you were to characterize the uh, fetish and kink community in terms of like common personality traits or, or the tone of these events, is there, could you kind of generalize like you're going to find this is is generally the case across kink and fetish communities. Mm. Mm. Well, people are very easy to talk to, and you know that there's already something in common between you and them, so it's way easier to start a conversation. People in the kink community also are very educated in, t- in terms of consent. They know uh, how to approach someone else like how to make a woman feel safe how how to behave to um, yeah not to impose anything on anyone um otherwise and it's hard to generalize because again this community splits themselves into the sex positive or polyamorous community and then there are the rope people it's a group of mm. their own and then there are the um the doms <laughs> And then there are the subs and then the latex people. (laughs) Where should I I start? (laughs) But overall, this is the common ground. Is there with online communities like that, and particularly when uh, there's like social activities happening, is there a part of that group that has like um, a conflict resolution committee? Do you know, like if things are happening in the forum online or at social events is like is there a sort of an internal body of people or person that kind of moderates the community and like says hey that kind of behavior isn't tolerated here or anything absolutely like that? yes um well there are lots of whatsapp groups which are for example well always um there's always a moderator or someone who looks after the situation, for example, in a playroom or a dungeon. So this person is responsible to make sure everyone's feeling fine. And then uh, you can come up to them and say, and complain. And then this issue will be raised in the WhatsApp group later on. And then this problem is discussed or identified to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. So yeah, it's quite, uh, it's driven by the community that everyone's looking after each other. And um, brings it to attention if something goes wrong. That's so civilized. We don't even have that in normal culture <laughs> communities. <laughs> True. Right? I like think about it. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to bring up my community at school. And, and just like being able to solve problems interpersonally too without having to go and be and ask someone else to deal with it are skills that... I don't think we practice too often. Mm-hmm. I think generally we want someone else to be responsible for telling someone that they can and cannot do something. 
you know, I don't know if yeah, but someone that also has to be, be a cultural has too. To be put in charge and in, in, in yeah. charge, like um, on Joy Club, it's very well managed. There are moderators who look after the groups. I'm looking after the London group, so I'm in charge um, to make sure that everyone is polite and uh, everyone's questions are answered and etc. So it's it's nice to have responsibility as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So can we join from Canada? Yeah. We can. Yeah, we can. But but primarily community members in our they would like we wouldn't find people at local to Halifax here. I was just on there. There's a cup there's like a couple of Halifax people there. Oh no way. It's very small. I, I compared Halifax to Berlin and isn't Berlin like Berlin 4 was, million people or something Berlin like that? It was like, was like, I don't know, 90 pages long and yeah. Halifax had two people. Okay. So. Well, slowly but surely. That's it's right. Out We're slowly countries. <laughs> that's it's it. It's quite popular now in Central America. But I bet you um, if I looked at Toronto, Toronto would probably have a lot more people there. I can look now. But Yeah, look now. But, so, you said South America does have quite a few? Yes, yeah, somehow it just happened to be quite popular there, and, and that's fantastic. Um, obviously, UK is quite competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, it will take some effort, but um, yeah, we'll get there. And maybe America as well. <laughs> and Canada yeah. soon. <laughs> that is so neat. I'm curious. I, I've never joined um, an online fetish community. We've talked about fat life a lot, too, and I've never gone through the process of like, Logging in, signing up, filling out a profile. Like I haven't done that since like MySpace days and it was really <laughs> time consuming. So if I, if, if I, or someone listening to this was like, I want to join that community is that what's the process like t- to join something like this or a vetting that happens or anything like that? Mm, yes. Uh, well, the basic application is very simple, but then you have to verify your profile. Uh, which then happens, um, which is then done by the moderators. So okay. it's just to make sure you're you're a real person. Mm, yeah, it's quite easy. You can you can reveal as much or as little as you want. You don't have to publish your real name. Okay. You have to publish the age though. Okay. <laughs> That's for uh, verification reasons. Okay. Uh, you can choose any picture, <laughs> um, and then yeah, you can be as discreet or as open as you want on it. Okay, and it's like, just nice to connect with people if if there is no one um, in near proximity. I mean, in your case, if if that works for you, that's great. But I know for, for a fact that lots of people are missing those connections who live mm. in places where they don't have access to to um, you know, community or don't have events on on a regular basis. They're seeking out different people, other people to connect with. And realize their desire. Yeah, like even if I wanted to learn, like I don't mm-hmm. even know, like well, I do know in in our city where we would go. I assume it's the same old, it's the same place. Mm-hmm. What's it called again here? Our, our I don't, I don't recall, but there was a spot in Dartmouth. Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, yeah. That. If it's just like something that's not in my life, even though mm-hmm. I would be like, it would be nice to, be not, I I want to wear one of these accessories to my party this week. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the, that is the, that is the fun thing about Shibari is that, um, at least when I was like, I, you know, I, I, I look at Shibari the way that I look at a guitar, like I can pick up a guitar and I can strum like the basic chords and I can noodle, but like, I don't really know what I'm doing. 
and and with like rope play, I know a few like basic knots, you know, like how to tie like a double column tie mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, like very, very basic stuff. But the thing that I, that I, that I, I thought was really neat about rope play and Shibari is that it's not only is it this, you know, this like this interest in kink, this, this sort of kinky type of thing, but it's, it's, it's like a hobby, you know, like if you want to, if you want to be good at it, you got to, you've, it's something you got to practice. You got to like learn, you got to learn proper technique, proper etiquette. And you, you know, it's like when I, when I think of, um, when I think of people killing time in their living room, just like knitting, you know, like we've got some friends that like knit socks or knit like sweaters. <laughs> I, I also picture like some people just, you know, tying their, tying their, their feet together, their feet together or tie, yeah, exactly. Tying <laughs> yeah, their leg like, as, they, <laughs> as they just like watch TV or whatever, just practicing their knots. Um, which I think is really cool. It's a really like, you know, it, for people who need a little bit of that, like stimulation while they're doing something or, or watching something, it's, it, uh, this could be for you if it's not something that you've thought about before. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Of course it takes (laughs) also practice and discipline. And ideally you would like, and you'd need a partner who you can rely on and trust who you can practice with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because tying yourself up, up can become a little bit limiting. (laughs) <laughs> while. but there are amazing self-tie artists yeah yeah and even yeah. self-suspension is, is possible it's fantastic yeah it's very hard but <laughs> well anna this is uh this has been a really fun conversation just to get a bit of insight into your world to talk about uh joy club again for folks who are listening uh who are interested in checking out joy club for their area uh it is www.joyclub.com and uh, and I highly, highly suggest uh, you take a second to go f- check out figure of a uh, figure of a dot com f i g u r e of the letter a um, because it is beautiful stuff uh, and uh, Anna you've got a new fan over here uh, in sure. Canada because figure of a is is up to some really really beautiful stuff so thank you Aww, for taking time out of your you. schedule to sit and chat with us this has been this has been a real treat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I shall visit Halifax. (laughs) Yeah, oh, for sure. Yes, please. (laughs) All right, there we have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to, so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on. Uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch. If you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that. Sex toy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself?
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.